welcome to Prince Track by Track presents Midnight Vultures Track by Track. Today we're going to be talking about Nicotine and Gravy, the second track from Midnight Vultures, released on the 23rd of November 1999, written by Beck uh, and produced by Beck and Mickey Petralia. On the track you have Beck's usual band for this album, which is Beck, uh, Roger Joseph Manning Jr., Justin Metal Johnson. Uh, we've also got on here Horns by Steve Baxter, Joe Tarano and Fernando Pullum. Uh, we've also got J.D. Manus and uh, Greg Leitz on uh, pedal steel uh, and we've also got on percussion uh, Joey Waronica uh, as well as that we also have the Arroyo Tabernacle Men's Chorals and <laughs> the Arroyo Bombers I think they're called uh, doing the, the, the kind of the choirs on here um, the track is 5 minutes 12 and joining me to talk about today is Zachary Hoskins hello Zachary hello as soon as the opening track finishes uh, you know which is Sex Laws it kind of slows down we get this little kind of uh, I don't know, like a little transitional thing for for kind of about ten seconds, and then you know we're into uh, nicotine and gravy. Um, obviously, th- this album has a lot of kind of like little transitions between the tracks, um, which later on includes the sound of robots having sex, um, <laughs> you know, which are not uh, are not on this particular track, fortunately. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, this is the first of three tracks on this album where Beck has something and something in the title. Um, and in this case, he he has uh, nicotine and gravy, uh, mm. which uh, does not feel like a particularly good combination. I also feel like maybe the the gravy he's talking about is not the gravy I'm thinking about. That's yeah, that's uh, that's a possibility. <laughs> which yeah, is I think even worse. I would say. yeah, I think he's he's thinking about the 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 gravy that's with biscuits and gravy. Uh, whereas I'm thinking about gravy that goes on like a, a Sunday dinner on a chicken, right? Um, so, right. <laughs> so, yeah, the viscous. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like not of, appealing. <laughs> no, I mean I've seen pictures of it, and I'm not 100 percent sure what people are aiming at, but that's not gravy. <laughs> like I, I don't know, I don't know what they're going for down there in the south. Uh, you know, other than glorifying slavery and whatever, right? Um, but th- 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 I, that's not gravy. You know, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to break it to like a hundred million people in America. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that is not what people call gravy. Um, so I'm guessing, like you know, that's the gravy Beck is talking about. The, but the weird thing is, I've always imagined it as the you know the normal gravy that most of the most of the world would call gravy. Right. Um, so, but uh, you know, and uh, I, I don't know. Like I, the thing is as well is um, you know obviously you know the reason that I'm covering this album uh, you know not only because I saw Beck live in 2001. Um, you know, uh, June 2001, performing for still the Midnight Vultures tour, two years mm. after an album was released and an artist is still performing at all. What a novelty. <laughs> yeah. um, but but also because, uh, you know, a lot of this album has like a very heavy kind of Prince influence. Um, and I don't know, I, I would say that kind of the, the, the chorus of this sounds kind of Prince-like. You know, I could imagine Prince singing um, those lyrics, but also something like, you know, I'll be your chauffeur on a midnight drive. Like that... To me, that feels like something Prince could have easily sung. Like, um, <laughs> right. you know, there's there's a very kind of, like some of the some of the tracks on this album aren't are kind of you know he's still doing you know occasionally a bit of falsetto stuff and you know obviously Deborah is kind of like the most obvious kind of like Prince homage on the entire album, um, but like some of the some of the earlier tracks like this one they still feel like you know that kind of I mean this kind of really has a heavy kind of like drum and bass feel to it mm-hmm. um but then also the way that the way that Beck is kind of singing some of the lyrics are very kind of prince like and some of the you know some of the kind of stream of consciousness stuff kind of recalls um some of prince's more kind of psychedelic type lyrics mm-hmm. uh, maybe something off around the world in a day that kind of thing 
um, you know, where he's you know saying stuff like, "I'll leave graffiti where you've never been kissed." Like again, that could be a Prince of, line. Yeah, yeah it absolutely yeah, could. That you know, the, the, I'll do your laundry, massage your soul. Prince would never do your laundry, but he certainly would <laughs> massage your soul. You know, like uh, <laughs> so, so. I that so like that's one of the you know a lot of this album to me feels like not Prince parody, but certainly it feels like Prince's influence is felt. Um, on a lot of the songs right um, you know and, and this is kind of one of them where you know when particularly the chorus like i don't i don't know what it is about the chorus of this but it just feels very kind of prince like i don't know that he would ever <laughs> he would ever describe the object of his affection the way that beck is um <laughs> but, but but i i you know it just feels like maybe with some different lyrics the the way that beck is singing it it feels kind of very prince like to me Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a there's a right before the um, kind of like, I guess the bridge or whatever. Or there's a you know, there's a there's a turnaround at the end of the song where now it's like the beat changes and, um, uh, you know, um, it, it, it feels like a it, it feels like a like a definite shift in the song. And right before that, he hits this like kind of gospely scream that is that is very it feels very prince uh inspired for sure yeah uh, well i also you know when he gets to the the kind of the falsetto of the i don't want to die tonight mm-hmm. you know that again you know kind of very reminds me very much of prince um but you know let's start at the beginning where he's he's offering to take us on a midnight drive <laughs> um and and i i just love the way he sings chauffeur as well because he's singing in this, I don't know, almost kind of slurred way. I don't, I don't know how to kind of say it other than that, where he's like, I'll be your chauffeur on a midnight drive. But when he says it takes like midnight drive, it sounds like he's saying midnight chife. Mm. Like the way he's saying it, it, sa- it sounds like very kind of weird. And it's like, it takes a miracle just to survive. Like it almost sounds like he's pronouncing V's as F's on some of these lines. It's, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, buried animals call your name. You'll keep on sleeping through the poignant rain. Again, poignant rain feels like something that, you know, Prince might have put in a song or it yeah. might be, you know, a direct kind of allusion to purple rain, you know, right. like poignant rain, you know, I mean, obviously Beck has spoken about how, you know, uh, how like kind of he, how much he admired Prince and, uh, you know, he, he kind of he's one of the very few performers that I would say that kind of has the same kind of energy on stage as Prince had. Um, you know, in particular, if you see kind of like live performances of Deborah, he's, you know, it certainly seems like he's trying to, I mean, I think Prince would have thrown a few couple of, you know, a few more splits in there, but yeah. other than that, he's, he's kind of very much kind of emulating Prince's stage presence in the nose. And then we get to the chorus, you know, I think we're going crazy. Her left eye is lazy. She looks so Israeli, nicotine and gravy. And I don't, and this is something that Beck does on a lot of these songs where, you know, particularly when he starts mentioning car brands and stuff like that, where he tries to impress someone or flatter mm. someone, but he can't help but bring it down to earth. <laughs> it's one, yeah, one of my, fa- my uh, probably my favorite line uh, in Deborah is um, step into my Hyundai. Like, I, that, yeah. just, that cracks me <laughs> up every time. <laughs> yeah. So so here he's, he you know, he's, he's trying to, I don't know, he's trying to kind of... Uh, you know, he's saying, I, you know, I think we're going crazy, like as if they're, they're sharing an experience. But then he says her left eye is lazy. And, uh, you know, she looks so Israeli. I don't, I don't know how to take that as well, that line. It, it always, like, for, for like 19 years, I've been like, is he meant, is he complimenting this person? Yeah. Is he, like, is that meant to be a good thing or a bad thing? I don't, I don't know. And I'm not, I'm not sure that I want to make the call either way. Well, um, a, lot, but, a lot of Israeli women are, are, are very beautiful. Um, you know, Gal, yes. Gal Gadot. Well, Gal Gadot, plays, yeah, exactly. Plays, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman, so. Yeah, so, I mean, 
I mean, I think it doesn't time have a lazy it... eye, but you know, no, <laughs> if she had, then this would have been the perfect song, you right. know, prefacing Gal Gadot's fame by, you know, 15 years and talking about her lazy eye. But obviously she doesn't have a lazy eye, so it can't be about her. Uh, but yeah, you know, so maybe, I don't know, maybe the phrase she looks so Israeli is, uh, means that she looks like a model of some kind or, you know, I don't know. But then we finish off with nicotine and gravy. Um, which again, I don't feel is a pretty good, is like a good kind of combination myself, but, uh, you know, and then when we get to the second verse, we have this kind of, you know, I'll feed you fruit that don't exist. I, I don't know how you can do that. Like if fruit, if fruit don't exist, you can't feed it to anyone Beck. Um, but I guess that's kind of, it's, it's, it's part, like it, it ties into the next line because he says, I'll leave graffiti where you've never been kissed. Mm. So the kind of don't exist, never been kissed. Like these are things that haven't happened or can't happen. And he's kind of tying them together. Um, you know, I'll do your laundry, massage your soul. I'll turn you over to the highway patrol. I'm guessing, <laughs> you know, even, even though Becky is offering to take you out on a midnight drive, if we do go over the speed limit, he's not, he's hes he's not going to hesitate to immediately turn snitch and, uh, turn you over to the highway patrol. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of, I kind of just like, like just the, some of the kind of turns of phrase, the whole, you know, I'll leave graffiti where you've never been kissed. It's such a great line. Mm. Um, and as we've said, it is kind of a very Prince type line, you know, I right. you can imagine Prince kind of singing some something like that you know and then then we get we get the kind of you know i think we're going crazy um her left eye is lazy she looks so israeli um nicotine and gravy but then when we kind of get we kind of get a different version of the chorus where he sings uh i you know when it kind of almost like a, a bit of a, a kind of breakdown before the bridge where he says i mm-hmm. think we're going crazy things don't even phase me her left eye is lazy nicotine and gravy miracles amaze me she looks so israeli <laughs> love the way she plays me and then he takes it back to, I think I'm going crazy. Um, and that's when we kind of go into the I don't want to die tonight kind of falsetto, um, you know, bridge part. Uh, but I like that. I like that he kind of he kind of breaks the chorus down, like when he brings it back and he adds lines and kind of almost puts a different kind of context onto what he's saying. Um, you know, even though the kind of miracles amaze me, she looks so Israeli, doesn't even clear up if that's meant to be a good thing or a bad thing. But, <laughs> you know, at least it kind of adds some kind of context to it. Um, and I do love the kind of the falsetto of I don't want to die tonight, mm-hmm. you know, like it's 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 kind of, you know, the music changes and it's just like that bridge is so kind of catchy. And and then when when he, you know, he starts then adding, you know, he kind of almost like spoken. He says, you're so you're you're something special so much more. I think I'm going. Yes, I know. I think I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very uh, like something about that. His delivery there reminds me of maybe like Little Red Corvette. Yeah, the, like the, the kind of the, the kind of counterpoint to his own voice of the, you know, um, I don't want to die tonight. But with the kind of spoken word against it, it kind of really works. Um, and then the rest of the song is kind of mostly a repetition of that, you know, back to the I'll be your your chauffeur on a midnight drive. It takes a miracle just to survive. Um, and then we finish again with the kind of the mix of the chorus and that kind of bridge with the I think we're going crazy, um, you know, mixed with the I don't want to die tonight, um, you know, as we as we kind of go to the end of the song, um, mm. you know. So there's not like I mean, you know, like I said, there's a few kind of interesting turns of phrase. The outro to the song kind of lasts about a minute. <laughs> and, right. And, and it's it's kind of, you know, the, it takes it like it for the for the final kind of chorus, the, the music kind of changes. And then that is kind of the outro for the rest of the song um before we before we then kind of go into uh mixed business um and as with as with like you know the the kind of join between sex laws and nicotine and gravy 
it, there's kind of a little bit of an overlap as as nicotine and gravy finishes and mixed business begins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a this was an album that had a lot of fun with the with the CD format, which um, you know was obviously not new. Like CDs had been around since the '80s, but I I feel like I just remember the late '90s being a time when um, artists were just really into CDs, <laughs> just like the, yeah. the the potential of, of of CDs, the way that you know like. Uh, you can make it all kind of run as as one uninterrupted track, or you can, uh, you know, like this is a this is an album that has a hidden track at the end. Uh, there's like you know, several minutes of silence, and then more. Um, I don't know if I don't know if it's more robots. It's definitely more robot noises. I don't know if they're I don't know if the robots what they're doing if they're having yeah. sex or or what. But <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. not it's not like another. It's not like a, a, a hidden track in the same sense as you know some of the bands used to do it's not like a, another song it's right. just like a bit of noise at the end of like a, and a 13 to, minute track it used to scare the shit out of me too because i would like <laughs> I, I would be listening to the song when i go to bed and it would it would wake me up and <laughs> it's just like uh not the most pleasant thing to wake up to but anyway yeah, yeah. this is a very this is a very cd <laughs> album you know it's really like using using the the qualities of the medium yeah and also i mean kind of made it a nightmare if you had like a you know a multiple cd changer (laughs) right Uh, because like when you had like tracks that were like 12 minutes of silence and then suddenly you know a small you know some noise and then you know the next you know then your cd changer goes on to the next cd you know you'd be (laughs) like i just you know I just wanted to stop when the other song stops and just go on to the next CD. <laughs> but, you know, some CD changes would, didn't have that kind of technology where you could tell it to do that. So, um, you know, you maybe just have to uh, skip the end track or something. Uh, of course, Prince, you know, when he did that kind of stuff, he just had like 43 second tracks of silence. And that, and that was how he did it. Um, you know, so he took a slightly different approach to the, the kind of hidden track thing. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, this is probably, you know, uh, I mean, like almost every track on this album is my favorite track, but I think this is probably at least in my top, you know, two or three. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, I think that the kind of any other tracks that have the kind of something and something as their titles, I think those are kind of, you know, roughly my favorites, you know, a couple of the, obviously the singles, you know, like Hollywood freaks and sex laws, you know, those are also, you know, quite high up as well. And then obviously Deborah, uh, probably my, my favorite track. I'm going to say of the entire of 1999, maybe, <laughs> um, yeah. You know, uh, certainly better than anything that was on Ravens of the Joy Fantastic. Let's put it like that. Um, but yeah, I, I like I just really kind of like enjoy the kind of the fact that a lot of these tracks on this album, they, they do shift between different, um, you know, like uh, different kind of styles. So you, you on this, you know, on this particular track, you've got like very specifically you have you know, the kind of, uh, you know, I'll be your chauffeur, you know, kind of the verse stuff. And then when you get to the chorus, the kind of the instrumentation changes. And then, like you say, it takes a different turn for the bridge. And then when it goes to the outro, like it then it changes again. So, you know, there's no there's no songs on this album that are just, you know, the the same thing over and over again. <laughs> like, right. You know, Beck doesn't just do verse, chorus, verse, chorus. He he very consistently kind of has different bridges in there and different, you know, uh, kind of different ideas coming through and kind of really, you know, really kind of keeps the songs interesting. Um, and then, you know, for 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 the final kind of <laughs> for the final kind of minute, there's just kind of this 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 like fade, and then you know the next song starts straight away. Um, mm. So you know, I I kind of I kind of like how it it works in terms of like the pacing as well, because you know this is a very well put together album in terms of the pacing. Like you don't get similar songs back to back. You know, like Sex Laws is a very kind of like 
energetic, very kind of like horn driven song. And then when that finishes, you know, this is a, a, a kind of, a, I would always say, you know, the production's a bit more kind of spacey, um, you know, in terms of, of like how it feels with sex laws. And then, you know, mixed business is kind of more in the same vein as sex laws, but, you know, slightly different, you know, pro produced in a kind of different way. Um, and then when you look at something like Get Real Paid, which is kind of like a dance track, you know, like every track on this album is very different from the previous one. And I think the pacing of the album really works. And like you say, uh, you know, Beck is really kind of messing with where songs finish and where the next song begins. Right. So there's always kind of a little bit of an overlap between each of the songs. And like I said, you know, then there's, you know, robots having sex in between some of the tracks as well. So, <laughs> um, you know, I, I just I just kind of love the way that Beck uh, kind of programmed this album. Um, and when I did see him live, he played this. He played mixed business and then this and then Deborah. Like that was kind of the middle of his set um, after Milk and Honey. So he did like a little run of four songs off uh, Midnight Vultures. Um, and I do I do remember kind of, you know, for those four songs, you know, I knew I knew Midnight Vultures more than any other kind of Beck album, um, you know, at that particular point. So those once once he kind of went on a run of Midnight Vulture songs, I was very much, uh, you know, at the front of the, at the front of the gig um, singing along to every single word. Um, you know, and then uh, after Deborah finished, I went and sat down because I was drenched in sweat, and I'd been standing <laughs> up for like two hours waiting for him to come out. So I was like, I'm gonna have to take a seat. <laughs> uh, you know, I've sung along to Deborah. That was all I was. That was literally all I was kind of waiting for in terms of you know this gig. Uh, and now I've done that, I'm gonna go sit down. Um, but you know, I remember Nick and Tina Gravy being like a really good performance to lead into Deborah. Anyway, um, so for me, I'd have to say uh, five out of five. You know. Just probably one of my, you know, like I said, one of the kind of at least the top two or three songs on this on this album. Deborah is six out of five. Deborah is kind of above the rest of the album, but you know, I feel that this is you know a close second or third in terms of you know what I in the kind of affection that I feel for the songs on this album. Yeah, I, it's a five out of five for me too. It, you know, and when I when I chose this one, it was because it's one of my favorite tracks on the album, and um, and it's definitely my favorite like album track on the you know no, people don't people remember sex laws and 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 deborah and, and deborah was an album track but i feel like that's kind of the one that that gets pulled out more um you, you don't hear people talk about nicotine and gravy as much but i just think it's it's great i just love the you know just all of the little details of the production and the arrangement um the, you know the way the 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 bass kind of like jumps out of the mix and i i just I just, it, it's just a great song. Um, but when I chose it, I, I was thinking, you know, this is not one of the most Prince like, you know, thinking about this as a, a spinning off of my appearances on your Prince podcast. I was like, well, this isn't really the most Prince like track on the album, but now having talked about it, I, I see that actually there's, there's a lot that even, <laughs> even, even here, you know, it's, it's maybe not as, not as obvious as something like Deborah or, um, or peaches and cream, but, um, you can still, you can still see that influence pop up in a lot of, uh, kind of unexpected ways, um, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's and, a five out of five for me too. And I think the thing is as well is I remember, I remember like hearing, cause obviously I think sex laws and. I'm trying to remember, I think, uh, you know, um, Mixed Business have both been released as singles. Right. And I think I got this album just because I liked Sex Laws, but I didn't just want to buy, like, the CD single of Sex Laws. I wanted, <laughs> you know, I wanted to hear the rest of the album. Um, and then as I listened to the album, I was like, 
this sounds a lot like Prince. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like tr- as I was going through it track by track, I was like, this, like, there's a real kind of, like, a couple of tracks, like you say, like, something like Peaches and Cream as well. Like, it really stands out where you're like, right. this is, a-. and then by the time you get to Deborah, I was like, this just sounds like he's just doing a Prince song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, this feels like a song that Prince wrote and Beck found. And, you know, like, so, it, it, like, the kind of the influence of Prince, it, you know, it's not just there in the fact that he sings with, you know, just not, no, just singing falsetto doesn't make it Prince-like, but right. I think the way he delivers the falsetto and kind of the subject matter as well, kind of, they both kind of match, um, you know, in terms of, you know, like, what Prince would sing about. Um, but then also some of the production as well, some of the kind of the horns and, you know, the way that he kind of programs some of the drums kind of hark back a little bit to kind of 80s Prince. Um, and, and so it's not it, like it's not just kind of one thing that goes throughout the album, but there's several different little elements on it on each song where you kind of like, oh, this does sound a little bit kind of Prince like here and there. Uh, and there are other tracks, you know, that have no influence at all. Like I would say, maybe "Beautiful Way" or "Hollywood Freaks." They don't really right. sound like Prince, you know. Like there's, right. it, but but they, but the thing is, the production is still kind of good enough that it's like, well, I still enjoy the songs as part of the album, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, but uh, yeah, so I'd say that we've said about as much as we can about nicotine and gravy. Uh, so let's go to the plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Sure. So I always uh, on Prince track by track. I always plug my um, my own. Prince track by track project, um, which is called Dance Music Sex Romance. Uh, you can find it at PrinceSongs.org. And I'm moving much more slowly than Darren, so it will be it will be there for for a long time. I still have uh, I still have many years ahead of me of that. Um, since this is not a Prince specific project, I will also go ahead and plug my other uh, kind of vanity project magazine side hustle thing uh that i do with my sister it's called dystopian dance party and um it's just sort of a general um you know we do podcasts we do um we did an issue of a prince of a a print of a print magazine on prince and are and are doing a second issue um on uh on the band um kiss which we which we love love to hate uh so that's that's forthcoming um in 2019 uh but you can see everything that we're doing on dystopiandanceparty.com it's it's very self-indulgent so and you can find me regularly on prince track by track uh which you can find on twitter at prince podcast um otherwise thanks very much for being my guest on this side project well thank you for having me yeah and and otherwise goodbye i got a little bit of sympathy for you girl because i'm a i'm a full-grown man and i'm not afraid to, to 